February 20th, 1901, the first meeting of the Hawaiian Territorial Legislature convenes. Or, as the native Hawaiians called it, these fucking guys again? Welcome to The Revisionist, the show where three comics try to punch up history. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest tonight is our first return guest, blowing up all over town. He's absolutely hilarious. You heard him on Julius Caesar. Please welcome the wonderful Jose McCall. Yes, back with a vengeance. Yeah. Uh, we're very glad to have you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your previous submission was successful. You have achieved level two yeah. status. Julius Caesar is officially a weird cannibal man now. You yes. now have one talent point to invest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. It's good to know the truth is what sticks. Exactly. Truth is what counts yeah. on this show. And not how many weird dick jokes you can make. Now, are those jokes about weird dicks or jokes about regular dicks, but the joke is weird? A little bit of both. I'm open mm-hmm. to interpretation okay. on that. No. I'm not a dick originalist mm-hmm. when it comes to... Not like Antonin Scalia. Who is a dick originalist. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, was. Was, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're not familiar with the show, let me take a minute to explain how it works. Every episode, we take a topic from history... One comic presents the true story. Another comic comes up with an alternate history. We vote, and the winning story becomes our accepted history. Tonight, our topic is Leif Erikson and Vinland, mm-hmm. the second of our Viking episodes. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to our last one with the great Jordan Dahl, uh, you heard Zach and I go toe-to-toe, and the results of the voting are in, and Zach is the winner. Yeah, with, with the, the true real history. history. Hail, Zach. Rare coup for re- for real history. <laughs> of the English official who mistakenly got on a Viking boat thinking it was basically that his guy, taxi. That guy's the best man in history. <laughs> oh, the best in history. Yeah. He's the Gandhi of dudes who got on the wrong boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Viking version of Naked Gun. Face <laughs> the Viking version of Naked Gun. I like to think that he was a real dick at first, like... About ordering them to take him where he needed to go. <laughs> As it slowly dawned on him that he was in the wrong place. This is not the Lower West Side, and why are you all speaking Norse? <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you one star on Uber. You were hired to row, not to look at me. <laughs> I keep trying to put this part. I have so many axes on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> So, Zach, congratulations. Mm-hmm, thank you. Tonight, I will be presenting the true story. Jose will be presenting the alternate. Mm. The truest of stories. But if we're ready to begin. Mm-hmm. So, Leif Erikson. Again, the caveat I'll give with a lot of this era of history is that the sources conflict and are spotty. And a lot of this is taken from two specific Icelandic sagas. Uh, the sagas of the Greenlanders and the saga of Eric the Red. Mm-hmm. So those being oral traditions might have a certain tendency towards embellishment. We don't like that on this show. No, no. That's not at all in our wheelhouse. <laughs> no. Or the thing we do. But Leif Erikson was born in Iceland around 970. The range is anywhere between 960 and 980, so I just averaged it out. He was the son of Eric the Red, Eric's father Thorvald... Uh, was exiled from Norway for manslaughter. Thorvald? Thorvald. Oh. 
No. Okay. What did you think? I it's said? Forvald. It sounded like a mouse in an animated movie. I mean, it still does. It can still sound like that and be the name. It's is is mm. his grandfather was actually uh, Fievel. So yeah, it's Thorvald Fievel's son. Thank you for. And he went west to Iceland. Well, yes, that's what the movie is based on. They got rid of a lot of the brutality. So Reimagining a steampunk exactly. weasel rodent. I don't know uh-huh. if it's steam. Is that steampunk? Yeah, it's, it's westish. Really, I, okay, look. There's talking mice. We're not getting into the historical accuracy of the train ride west. I, I feel like his version of somewhere out there, which was mainly about pillaging and murder, was a lot less charming. <laughs> somewhere out there, there is plunder to be had. Yeah, <laughs> but. Eric's father, Thorvald, was banished from Norway for manslaughter. Then when Leif was a child, Eric was exiled for Iceland for three years for, quote, some killings. That's what the sources describe it as. (laughs) (laughs) It's super casual. Some some killings. Uh, I mean, others are okay. Some of them are I looked into it, and apparently the story is that Eric asked a man named (laughs) Thorgest to hold on to his wooden... Thorgest. Be- Thorgest, yes. Guest of Thor. Yeah, right. exactly. Thor's buddy who just came by and crashed yeah. on the couch for a couple days. No, Thor buddy is a different name. Well, right. <laughs> he was a farmer. Mm-hmm. Eric asked Thorgest to hold on to his, quote, wooden beams of significant mystical value. <laughs> awesome. And then Eric tried to take them back. And uh, in the process of doing so, he killed both of Thorgest's sons. I hope he tried to give him, like, fake, like, a different lookalike wooden beams. Like, these wooden beams are a marginal mystical, mystical value. value. At best. <laughs> I think I know my fucking wooden beams, Thorgest. <laughs> I've read my buyer's guide, man. I still like when you say some killings. I just imagine like a survey that's like, how much killing do you prefer? No killing, <laughs> some killing, many killings. How many co- how many killings have you had? It's like it's the some college of murder. Yeah, basically. exactly. Right. <laughs> I didn't get four years of killing, but I, I got, got two associates. and a half. I got two and a half. <laughs> I got some community killings. <laughs> I never declared a, I know, a major, um, like a the devil, preferred form of killings. Never got it down. Yeah. <laughs> Committed. I know. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, you got never going to be Ted Bundy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that dude had a full ride to murder oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Star pupil. <laughs> when Eric went to take back his mystical. Mystical wood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, what he called, never mind. I think we can just assume. Etc., etc. Etc. He killed both of Thorgest's sons and, according to the sources, quote, some other men. Mm. Again, very non specific. Just some folks who were there got in the way. On the subject of killings. <laughs> At this point, according to Viking tradition, uh, Leaf was being raised with a man named Thurker. Uh, not with his family. The, the tradition I mean, was was that he was raised by someone other than his family. Every single not a dude named Thurker. One of these names is like I want to join a message board just to make it my screen name. <laughs> yeah, Thurker Lurker mm-hmm. over at your deviant art page. Yep. Thurker was a man who Eric the Red had captured when he was raiding Germany. But the sources were very very specifically pointed out that Thurker was not a slave. Okay. 
But they were also I pointed mean, out that Eric the Red had slaves anyway, so I don't know what the point is. Good for Thurka. Pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, More like an indentured servant. <laughs> I guess. It's just like a dude who he can kind of pressure into taking care of his kid for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Thurker the spineless. Really the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go clean that up. Ah, yeah. yeah, Thurker's nor- Norse just for doesn't doormat. know how to say no to something. <laughs> Hey, could you raise my kids for me? <sighs> I got a thing. Come on. <sighs> All right. <laughs> You'll get me back one day, though, right? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leaf was 12 when Eric was exiled, mm-hmm. uh, at which time it was decided that he was old enough to join his father in exile. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eric the Red took his family, and they sailed for Greenland, which was the first time someone had intentionally settled there. There have been a couple times that... First time and only time. Yeah. <laughs> he was credited for establishing the first intentional settlement of a European on Greenland. Because there have obviously been Inuit people there before. Mm-hmm. But it's European history, so they're the only ones that matter to them. Right, of course. Leif grows up in the eastern settlement on Greenland with his, on his father's estate. Uh, just adventuring and learning how to sail uh, and the ways of trade, according to the texts. The ways of trade. Adam Smith's less popular prequel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll trade you some murders first. <laughs> Where some... he learned to to pay someone Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the classic rule of commerce. <laughs> Alternatively, Donald Trump's less popular sequel? <laughs> <laughs> the ways of trade. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Trump in a Viking <laughs> helmet. Yeah. Standing in front of a solid gold building or whatever the fuck he Talking does. Talking about how much money he made for how different many companies. How mystical beams does it take to acquire this He's if got I so want, many mystical beams. If that were my mystical beam, you know I want to come back with three mystical beams. <laughs> Gonna build a wall made out of mystical, mystical beams. beams. Yeah. <laughs> Mexicans can't get over these mystical beams. They're too mystical. It's, it's the best wood. It's the highest quality magic wood. Did I say magic? It's mystical. It's a higher quality. It's kind of half Bernie, half Trump. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. There is one anecdote. Uh, when Lee Erickson was about 16, he uh, impressed his friends by tricking a polar bear into letting him capture it, basically. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> basically, he just approached it from behind. Uh, I was expecting more when you said tricking a polar bear. Like, I expect he had some cups and there was a ball under one. Uh, What I'm told is he went upstream and came up behind it and was like, subdued the polar bear. And all his friends were like, cool, you captured a polar bear. Yeah, exactly. He coked up the polar bear. (laughs) It was just like the polar bear just couldn't handle any other thing after that. I'll admit, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) When I was 16, like, what? Yeah. I would drink the thing my friends made in the cup in the middle of the restaurant. Like, that's that's my extent of impressing my friends. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure he did that, too, but it was mostly grog drink that he consumed yeah. out of it. Baby skull or mm-hmm. something. Um, Just the baby skull they had. Yeah. Just the communal. It's the red plastic cup of the Dark Ages. <laughs> Dad's on my ass because they didn't clean the baby skulls. Well, man, just rinse out, rinse out the baby skull. Then you can just reuse it. It's not that fucking hard. That's Lee Erickson when he had roommates. Yeah, passive aggressive uh, notes on the baby skulls. <laughs> I went through all the trouble of killing this baby. The least you could do is respect the skull, and I'll leave it in the dishwasher overnight. 
Also, do you guys have my magic wood? I need that. It's mystical. It's of significant mystical value to me. Uh, Leaf is slowly establishing himself. He's the son of the chieftain, basically, mm-hmm. so he has a position of power. And at one point, uh, he's tasked to sail to Norway to bring gifts to King Olaf. Uh, and he is blown off course and he lands in the Hebrides where he gets someone pregnant. And when he finds this out, he's like, well, off to Norway. <laughs> then he goes. Just. I like to imagine, like, when he's blown off course, he was blown into that person. It was just <laughs> yeah. a series of him flailing around, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. accidentally causing all this mischief. <laughs> I thought you were going to say ruckus for some reason, which I mm. thought was a really way to describe being blown into someone's vagina. <laughs> which is not a phrase I want to use. Yeah, really a mixed message. <laughs> that is, according to the record, Leaf's only child. Uh, it had some sort of, like, Thingmire, Thorvald name. Okay. Uh, that I didn't write down. So anyway, Leif lands in Norway, and he goes to the court of King Olaf. And King Olaf greets him like, Oh, I knew your father. Which is the subtext being, Yeah, I exiled him for murder, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Just, but he's welcomed in. King Olaf eventually ends up converting Leif Erikson to Christianity. Because this is at the sort of, this is at the point in the history of the Vikings where, they were. where they're losing the pagan gods to Worship, of course, Jesus Quick J Christ. Yeah, the, right. Of course, the con, the trickster, the trickster god of Christianity. They were store guests, but Jesus residents. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. understand what that means. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> King Olaf tasks Leif to spread Christianity in Greenland, but when he goes back, he's pretty bored. Honestly, being in Greenland, because there's not that much to do. It's mostly a glacier. Yeah. At some point, a man named Bjarni Helgorfsson. Bjarni? Bjarni. That's how I'm pronouncing it. I think that's what it is. I am going to imagine him like Barney from The Simpsons, just for yeah, reference. Bjarni. <laughs> well, he did, uh, he did go missing for a year, and then he showed up talking about this mysterious land he found to the west that was this verdant island, and a lot of people just thought he was a drunk. So oh. it is kind of fitting. <laughs> so Leaf buys uh, the boat Bjarni used when he got lost. <laughs> the medieval equivalent of, give me your keys. That was Basically, the- yeah. It's like, well, it's also the equivalent of like, well, this boat helped you find this place. Maybe it's magic, I guess. Yeah, yeah just beams of, yeah, mystical yeah. beams. Mystical in beams the boat. and shit. Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> Remember that reference, everyone? <laughs> from 2008? I just... I- I just wish I had knew more about these mystical beams. <laughs> Were they carved from an ant? <laughs> I'm sure at some point. That's how they got their mystical power. I don't know. They're don't. so mystical. Why? It's like, look, I've got so much magical stuff. Yeah, in my keep house. that shit. I can't keep these mystical beams. I'll be back later. I'm just trying to organize my wife once we get rid of all my mystical shit right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says I'm hoarding mystical beams and baby skulls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think a lot of hoarders do end up having baby skulls in yeah. there. <laughs> Eventually. So he buys Bjorni's boat uh, and sails west, eventually comes across a succession of islands that now are thought to correspond to Baffin Island in Labrador Bay. He named Haluland, uh, which is the land of the flat stones, because it's basically just a mm. flat rock yeah. with nothing on it. And when they saw that, they were all disappointed, because it was like, that drunk guy promised us verdant land. It's like, <laughs> yeah. What'd you see on that island? It was a hell of land, dude. Everywhere. Hell, yeah, it was a hell of land. 
Yeah, it was, it was original. It's Norse for that hellish is, hits, basically. That's, that's true. That's what Helluland means. That is a, an extremely dull name for a land if, yeah. after the translation. Yeah. Hellish. Got some flat rocks over here. <laughs> I mean, Iceland, Greenland, they're kind of... Yeah. 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 They at least put trickery in that. They didn't even bother with flatland land. Yeah. Land. Yeah. <laughs> at least they switched around Iceland and Greenland because yeah, yeah. See, they they did something. Iceland at least had some stuff going for it. Yeah, they did actually. It was a trick because Flat Rock Island had shapely rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come across a second island, which they named Markland uh, for for Mark. Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was just a dude named dude Mark. Mark. There. <laughs> Mark was actually the first European <laughs> to discover America because there's no way that's an Algonquin name, right? <laughs> um, but they find. Uh, an island in front of the mainland. There's a lot of crops growing on it. There's a shitload of salmon. And that's where they... Build. On the island? Yeah. Uh, land salmon. Land salmon. Which they hunted to extinction. Of course. Yeah. So delicious. You can't blame them. It's so, like salmon, but without that... It has been swimming taste, in, yeah. like, pissy water. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they land there. And in the party is, of course, Turker. Uh, of course. Turker, yeah. the man- of course Turker is there. Turker... Always around. Can't have that a party guy. Without him. You I say mean, he party Turker. Ended up being Leif Erickson's foster dad. So we do. Kinda... I even need to send him a Facebook invite? <laughs> no, I know Turker's going to show up. <laughs> you invite him to colonize an entire <laughs> continent. Are you interested in going? <laughs> At one point, Turker goes missing from the settlement, party. and eventually they find him apparently drunk. And he's just like mumbling to himself in German about how he found a bunch of grapes. Oh, and that's why he's going to say, "Where did he get this wilderness beer?" <laughs> that's why he's drunk, I guess. He found grapes, which seems like there's still a few steps in between that. Yeah, but yeah, um, a few fermented grapes in a barrel somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like to think he like found a leprechaun's whiskey in the, in the forest, <laughs> but. Based on this discovery, they called their newfound land Vinland, or Grapeland. And it corresponds to basically... The first settlement is Newfoundland, and the settlement didn't last long. It was there four years. Leif Erikson was there for not even a full year, because he just went back to Greenland after that. When he goes back to Greenland, he's like... He brings back a bunch of grapes and, like, crops and everything. He rescues a ship, and he arrives back there, and everyone's like, Whoa, what did you find? He's like, yeah, Vinland, or whatever. <laughs> and his... Because his brother's... Thorvald and Thorstein. Why, uh, why, why Leaf get left out of? Why isn't he Thorleaf? No. Thorleaf Clover. That's what they could say. call him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you jumped on that before I could. Thorvald and Thorstein are like, whoa, we should all go back. And Leaf's like, nah, I've done that. Yeah. But they, uh, they go back on their own. Thorstein goes first. Uh, but he gets lost and he basically spends one whole summer wandering the ocean. Uh, and then goes back to Greenland and uh, Thorvald lands in Vinland and immediately kills about eight Algonquin. <laughs> and he is basically killed right after that in a battle. That brings just, me great satisfaction. Just, to did he just go? Yeah. I, I, th- the way you phrased it sounds like he got off the boat and saw them was immediately like he'd gone Jack Nicholson shining mad while he was on his boat. That's basically, that's basically my interpretation of the sources. <laughs> so Thorvald proved me wrong, yeah. but you're fucking dead. Just so. Bad guest. Wow. 
Yeah, terrible. A terrible, yeah, because colonization is really having a guest in your house. Yeah. <laughs> a Thor guest. <laughs> so, loved it. <laughs> and of course, Jesus resident or whatever the fuck we said earlier. <laughs> there are a lot of theories as to why the settlement didn't last that long. The most prevailing one is conflict with the native population, which is mostly uh, Algonquin. There was evidence of Vinland in the sagas and... It was mentioned in a couple works, but it wasn't really that well-known in the mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. That's why when you're kids, you're taught that Columbus discovered America, which is wrong in two counts. Yeah. Because he's not even the first European to discover America. Also, you can't discover something that people are already living in and will shoot you with arrows if you land on it. Basically. Also, and if everybody knew the world was round when Columbus was around people. Stop saying that shit. Yeah. Don't give Columbus the satisfaction. No. We'll get to Columbus eventually. <laughs> yeah, we will. Because I feel like even the actual history is just going to be taking a shit on him, which I'm, oh, yeah, for inc- sure. I'm looking forward to so much. The alt history, he's probably not going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Columbus doesn't come out well in the 21st century no. when people have better moral compass. Sorry, Italian people who say Columbus Day is about heritage or something. Yeah, that's great. I don't care. <laughs> There are, there are people who say the Confederate flag is about heritage. Like, uh, it doesn't matter. Have a Pesci Your heritage day. can still be shitty. Switch it to Pesci Day. I'd, I'd celebrate that. Yeah, I'd, I'd Pacino totally. Day? Hell yeah. I'd do Pizza Day in a heartbeat. I even do Don Corleone Day. Everybody talk like Don Corleone <laughs> all day long. These are starting to get more and more offensive to Italians. He's <laughs> <laughs> a classic film character. Yeah, Ravioli Day. <laughs> Everybody put an orange in your mouth. Have a heart attack. <laughs> to celebrate Italy. Lorenzo de' Medici invented this. Dante Alighieri. Dante Alighieri. Yeah. That's the worst Don Corleone impression you will hear on the internet. Yeah, that doesn't sound anything like him. Uh, d- <laughs> you still Don't do the hand. <laughs> like pet a cat or something. Like Blofeld. He does that. Uh. That just sounded like I was vomiting. <laughs> Why can't I do this? This is not that hard. I just have to sound like I've smoked. Look what they did to my boy. That's pretty good. But you're still doing the hand gesture. I am doing the hand gesture. It's hard not to. Eh, hey, calzones. There we go. Super Mario. We're doing great for the Italian people. <laughs> Oh, man. Can't wait till we get through some Italian history, and this is the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Leif Erikson, after leaving Vinland, he returns to Greenland and then eventually returns to Iceland where he dies, but no one knows the date that it happens. He sort of just fades away. Uh Uh-huh. Like Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. Right. And that's my account of the true story of Leif Erikson and Vinland. Wow. All right. Jose? It's interesting that you use the word true, because that's mm. what this is about. Bold. It's a bold choice. True. We are going to now hear the truth. And uh, I listened to the last one. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. He tried to, to insert some metal into mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have uh, gone with Mystical Wood. Yeah. Mystical yeah. Wood yeah. is a winner every time. Yeah, Which glad. sounds like a metal band, actually. <laughs> Third Or like album. a Cannibal Corpse <laughs> album. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, cannibal it seems a little light. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like their soft jazz one. album. <laughs> Experimental. Well, I'm glad you guys called me because I am a certified metallogen accredited mm-hmm. from Metal University. Oh, Metal say. University. Metal University. I am peer-reviewed. As you can see, wow. I have my battle jacket with mm-hmm. my accreditations on it. 
Oh, those are accreditations. These are exactly, and my these are all. You should uh, really get leather patches for the elbows of that jacket if that's your <laughs> if that's your degree jacket. Yeah, I honestly yeah. feel like Metal University is like a movie that's going to come out next year starring Jack Black or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a sequel to School of Rock. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yes. Metal triculate is the <laughs> tagline. That is the worst tagline. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Open so, yes. rock shin. Nope. What? Worse. What worse than. That? I'm trying to come up with a tagline <laughs> here. <laughs> Open option is a thing you can be in. Yeah. Universal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you're trying to have a pun, but then you had a stroke instead. <laughs> I'm very All tired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Leif Erikson, uh, they don't know where he was born exactly. They have theorized about where he was born, but you will find the truth. It's important to keep that fact in mind. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he was the son of Eric the Red, known communist. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yep. And uh, his mom... He started his career in Eric the Red's living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his mom, Thjodhid, uh known communist. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're Scandinavian. Yeah. That's so, how they met at a, <laughs> at a rally. At a people's... <laughs> people's meeting yeah, so, so they uh, they did uh, meet and they were his parents uh, he was they say exiled but I mean it was more of a, of a like a sightseeing tour you do some murder here you do some murder there yeah he went he went around I mean, and visited if you just murdered everybody in it's the like same place it's like a murder abroad program yeah exactly like, so there was there was a lot of of traveling and somehow they end up with you know he wrote leaf. that book eat kill love about his, <laughs> his uh, I, it's a book on etiquette is in that yeah. i would imagine eat pray kill yeah <laughs> that's the sequel mm-hmm. after he converted eventually to- it just got down to kill 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh um, you know, Leaf, he's traveling around and stuff. Eventually, he does make that stop at the Hebrides. And I know you said Hebrides, but it's Hebrides. They're like, you know how like skinny jeans and emo core were in for a while? This was the precursor to that in the, in the back in the day. They would dress up like brides and they were he's. They listened to like. <laughs> and they were he's. Yeah, they, they, listened, they were like not quite into the heavy stuff. So he hung out with them and he got a taste for the heavy. Okay. The heavy. He brides. The okay. He brides. I thought it sounded kind of like you were saying like a derogatory thing about Jewish people. <laughs> and then rides. Oh, okay. I <laughs> no, see that. I see that. <laughs> no. Definitely uh, not that. That I feel like that's later in history. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, the Jews definitely existed at this point. Uh, <laughs> and they've they been had... oppressed already many times yeah, at yeah, this point. And they had great rides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the cyclone. That yeah, Coney Island classic. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tilt a whirl, which had to change its <laughs> name at Ellis Island from Tilt a whirl a winds. <laughs> yeah, that Batman roller coaster. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so yes, he spent some time with them, uh, and his parents, you know, his mom had, was kind of like on his case. She was like, you need to like do something positive with your time, Leaf. You're going to go see that king. He's going to put you in like a work study program. So she like sent him on like a summer vacation to go meet this king, Olaf Trigvason. And, uh, she, you know, he's, he's a Christian. So she enrolled him in the Christian school, the Catholic, Catholic school. He really just, 
uh, against his will. History says he converted to Christianity, but it was all his mom. It was all no. damn thought kids did. Smoking behind the school every day. Yeah. Communist mom. Fuck. Yeah. Converting him to Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it's yeah. totally. <laughs> that is a little weird. Well, she wants him to have a good education. Exactly. Right. He wants him to get ahead in the world, which is also strange for a communist. And maybe she was a communist so when focused she was on young, his career. And now she's yeah. middle-aged and she's yeah. got... A portfolio. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're she doesn't know how this happened to her. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, typical. You get a little money. And typical. Like, All right. Rubio 26 sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, typical <laughs> communist stuff, though. You know, you say something, you, you act another way. It's just, it's how things happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, those shifty communists. Yeah, it's, it's totally what it is. That sounds like a screwball 40s comedy. <laughs> those, <laughs> those shifty, shifty communists. communists. <laughs> uh, you know, he's in Christian school. Catholic school, and they send him to Greenland, not to convert, to debate. Debate team. They send him back. He's got to make some strong points. And, you know, he's there. He doesn't care for it a lot. He's like, dude, school sucks, man. I'm going to get a ride <laughs> out of with here. with an X. Yeah, exactly. On his knuckles. <laughs> S-K-U-L-S-U-X. Yeah. Not that smart. Um, so, missing oh, yeah, a, missing a finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot to mention he only has three fingers on one of his hands. <laughs> It was actually S-K-O-L. It was about school vodka. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. there we go. It does suck. Yeah, yeah it I really agree. sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the true history of school vodka. It Don't sucks. It. Yeah. You might think, I mean, unless you're like a 17-year-old and it's all, you can handle it then, but Jesus. <laughs> nice. By the so, time you get to college, you got to step it up. <laughs> Grey Goose. Something in between that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite a jump. Smirnoff. I don't know vodka hierarchy. Well, Grey Ga- Goose is, is is up there. Grey Gardens is up there. Yeah, Grey Gardens. The the Edith and what's-her-name <laughs> produced. The pinnacle. <laughs> vodka. That they make, I assume, in their bathtub. The Crystal Skull Vodka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Dan Aykroyd makes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> So he goes to Greenland and he's like, dude, I'm getting a ride out of here. Debate team sucks. So he, he takes the ride and he goes where, you know, Bjarn, Bjarni, I can't remember the dude's name. Anyway, he, Bjarni. he, he had the, Bjarni 2016. Up. They would, they would meet in the parking lot. <laughs> Feel the Bjarn. <laughs> Feel the Bjarn. Uh, yeah, Bjarn, you know, they say merchant, but we know what he was really selling. They'd meet in the parking lot, blaze a sack, you know what I mean? And he was like, dude, I heard about this cool place. Down I don't away. know what you mean. What did you say? He was a drug dealer, is oh, what I'm okay. saying. Bjarn was a merchant, quote unquote. He was into, you know, deals. Anyway, he's like, I heard deals. about this cool you know. <laughs> it's like I heard about this. Got all these speakers, man. <laughs> I got some drug stuff. You want some drug stuff? <laughs> exactly. So he's like, I heard about this cool place down the way, man. You should go check this out. And they're like, hell yeah, I'm getting a ride out of here. So they take the ride and they're going to go where Bjarn heard there was a cool party at. And so that's what that's where Leaf heads. He's like, I'm going to check out this awesome party. They make a stop all right, at these islands. They kind of get lost. And they found Vinland. It's a liquor store. That's all it was. There's, the dude was drunk. There's wine. There's grapes. It's just they made a stop at the liquor store. Skull. This is overblown Skull. by history. Skull vodka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, the, it overblown I thought you by said history. Skull sucks. I don't care. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> I'm Batman, I guess. It's the drunk the city deserves. All right. Um, <laughs> so they, they stop at Vinland. This is, see, history is, this is what the Illuminati are trying to keep out of people's minds. <laughs> they got the Illuminati. Yeah, they're. This That's is, what they want. Yeah, this is they're they're shifting the focus from what really happened. Okay, they make a stop at Vinland. He discovered various islands. They left out the most important of the islands. Okay, the promised land of metal. That's where the real party was at. Oh man, Thrashlantis. 
Now, <laughs> do you guys have like, uh, like Brian, or do you have like an angelic choir that you can, is there something? Just like a sound that you are putting in? Yeah, well, because I need to, this is very epic, so I'm going to need some. some I'll try to find it. The best I might be able to do is whale noises. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what? I'll take them, all right? They're like the angels of the sea. <laughs> exactly. It's, okay, you know. <laughs> in that they're not real. <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. Cool. All right. Uh, Thrashlantis, promised land of metal. All right. The ultimate, the epitome. The skulls lined the streets. They were paved in the skulls of posers. They glistened white in the sun. The fountains there spewed blood of slain virgins, which uh, was mostly the denizens of Thrashlantis. Oh, I was going to say. It, it, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, the Thrashlantis. They're, they're self hating. Yeah, yeah. They they were uh, they were known for selling the finest denims, the best <laughs> battle jackets, nice. the greatest studs, the pointiest studs. It was an incredible land. <laughs> Leaf was had his mind blown when he got there. He was like, "What's going on here?" And like, everybody welcomed him into this amazing land. See, what people don't know is. Heavy metal, prior to the discovery of Thrash Lantis, had a lot of uh, very, like, typical heavy metal vocals. You know, oh, hair, you know, like the Iron Maiden style. Mm-hmm. In Thrash Lantis, they spoke in growls. That's where death mm. metal comes from. They were like, mother, do you have milk? Like, it was very, mm. very wow. brutal. Nice. Yeah. And so that's where we get the growling of death metal. See, this is the type of stuff I learned. I've done the field work. I have <laughs> smashed the posers. I've been to the heaviest pits. I've thrown the oh, sacred I've, horns. Oh, I've seen your diploma jacket. Exactly. Yep. So so I'm just trying to tell you, this is the true, truest of histories. Leaf is there, and he's immediately welcomed. They're like, the chosen one has returned. He's like, what are you talking about? And then they, they throw him this crazy party. There's concerts there and everything. And it's so badass. And then they find out you've returned to the birthplace. They let him know he's come back to his motherland, Thrashlantis. So they're, they're getting ready to have the ultimate concert. And the ultimate concert, it's a, it's a thing of fable. It's an incredible, incredible event. All right. There's, there's the golden triumvirate who run Thrashlantis. All the right? promoters. The, the, no, the band, the oh. sacred band. Mm. He was the fourth. The missing, musicians are in charge. Of yeah, course. the fourth missing member. They had a, a bassist who played a bass guitar so incredible with so many strings. The thickest string they said was as thick as a man's bicep. It required two people to play normally. <laughs> <laughs> that seems inefficient. I mean, yeah, yeah. It does not, I don't know how that would. But the sound. Work. It's not about the efficiency. It's about the sound, guys. It's about the brutality. <laughs> of course, that makes sense. I forgot the first rule of metal. Exactly. Take it and the, the second, extreme. and the ABCs of metal is always brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and, then a, and then a C. And then a C. <laughs> always brutal. Sing. All right. Anyway. Um. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> That's Edward G. Robinson if he was very metal. <laughs> always brutal. See? <laughs> uh, yeah. Amazing brutality. See? <laughs> Stay true. See? All right. Um, so, <laughs> so yes, the, the, the sacred band. They, they called Leaf forward. There was a bassist. There was a guitar that not only had strings of razor wire that can only be played by the nimblest and strongest fingers. It was powered by the blood of slain posers. It was an incredible, incredible axe. It was just beautiful. There was a drummer whose drum set was a mile wide. The cymbals were made of gold. He was the best drummer in all the land. And they called Leaf and they said, you are the vocalist we've been missing. Mm-hmm. And they formed the sacred band and they were preparing for a concert that was just going to bring things back. See, what they, what you don't know is Thrashlantis was a land in turmoil. Mm. It seemed happy and party-ish, but like there was uh, an inquisition to always find... He was really mad at his fatherland. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his job. I apologize for that one immediately. 
Uh, yeah, it was a land in turmoil. There was an inquisition, always finding posers. To this day, we're always looking for the posers. And it went out of control. There was a population decline, and they couldn't bring back that population because no one would date all these metalheads. It's like a, you know, like a first date at a metal show is really, it's really hard. You know, you like, you got the girl, like, hey, so what are you going to school for? And it's like, I will rape the bodies. That's <laughs> corpses. You guys know that one? Uh, <laughs> I assume that's like six classic, different songs. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's the problem. So, like, there was a population decline. There was only, you know, big sausage fest, and they were in decline. This concert was supposed to turn <laughs> things around, which is the, of course, the, the br- <laughs> of course, which preceded BigSausagePizza.com. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Schnitzel Fest was cool, but the Sausage Fest was not. Uh, that was going on at Threshlantis. All right, that's really bad. All right, anyway, so this was supposed to bring it back. So they plugged in these instruments and they prepared for the ultimate show. They were like, we're going to do this tonight. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be amazing. And they and as they were tuning, a war broke out in Thrashlantis. Oh, uh, that's bad were, timing. Yeah, <laughs> it was It was just it, things culminated. And it was, it's a tale. It's a cautionary tale is what I bring again. Okay, caution. It's, it's all I'm all about, preventing tragedies. Uh, the Always sound, be cautioning. Yeah, the sound yeah. system, they were going to unveil a new weapon. Normally people have the subwoofer. This was the superwoofer. It was said that any... That's a lot of treble. <laughs> or bass. I don't know. It was, it was said that this was a speaker so powerful it could wake the dead heroes from Valhalla to join man once again. So mm-hmm. At Metal University, we are still doing the research to try and find this fabled speaker. Mm-hmm. But we're, you know, we're working on it. Archaeologists. It's your PhD. Metal archaeologists yeah. <laughs> on digs. <laughs> head banging causes them to break a lot of pots yeah yeah <laughs> no they just take a pot out of the ground and break it against yeah. their skull just smash it right there <laughs> yeah, it, yeah they're eating artifacts <laughs> lot fuck of, me. a <laughs> lot of difficult it's a growing field it took us a while to learn that you can't Antiquity. use <laughs> You can't use, you know, bass guitars to dig in the earth and stuff. It took us a while. It's a learning process. We're trying to learn. Although uh, drumsticks and drum brushes are actually very delicate tools. Yeah, yeah, they're very efficient. Archaeology is 99% research! (laughs) We shall learn and then burn. All right, um, so, (laughs) uh, as the, as the, this, 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 uh, super woofer, as the sound test was made. There's, of course, the German band Fieldwerk. Anyway, uh, as the as the as the first note was played and the war broke out, the 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 tuning was was messed with. All right, the, mm. the 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 various factions fought. The instruments were out of tuning, and when the first note was played, it was too powerful. There was a geo uh, uh, a geological uh, uh, sonic wave that that just just caused Thrashlandis to start shaking too much and it began to collapse on itself the tectonic mm. plates themselves began to collapse under the weight of these mighty instruments i think that's what happened with great white yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know history repeats itself man that's what i'm saying and and as the as the <laughs> that's island what you're saying. <laughs> I I have, you know, messages behind what i do i'm an educator anyway uh as the the island sank into the sea and all the great things were 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 lost uh fortunately leaf had called his mom to come pick him up in the long boat so he came back to greenland he had to go back to- <laughs> that's not very metal <laughs> yeah not metal it's no that's if but you- that's how most metal shows end i, I was know. gonna say yeah, that's more metal than you think man that's the the sacred way uh unfortunately <laughs> so yeah he was able to escape because his mom picked him up in the long boat he had to go back to christian school tomorrow so he didn't want to stay out too late and thus Thrashlantis was lost 
Vinland is just a liquor store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it most- in Canada at least? <laughs> it's in that area, you know, Baffin Island. The Canada you know? area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very large area. You know, we got we got so many Vinlands there now. You can't. It's a oh, it's a chain. It's is like it, yeah, is yeah. it is the original still open? Uh, I think the it's flagship ruins. I don't know. It mm. was. It's a sacred mm. site now. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've been in Canada. Yes. Yeah, so that is the tale of Leaf. The mighty bringer of the heaviest of metals, an important part of metal history. Thank you, Jose. Uh, Zach, you are in the role as judge this evening, so you can always cast your vote on the air, then throw it to the audience. Well, I wanted to clarify that Vinland was in Canada, because if I elected to go with your alternate history and it gave Columbus back the title of being the first person from Europe to discover to uh, travel to the Americas, I would be opposed to that. But... Since it does not give Columbus anything, (laughs) I am willing to say I'm going to cast my initial vote for the alternate and allow uh, the viewers, listeners, whatever you are, Mm. to to have their say as well. All right. Listeners, you can cast your vote at revisionistpodcast.com using the contact form. While you're there, you can also ask us a question, leave us a comment, or suggest a topic for a future episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And while you're while we're taking care of business, let me just mention that reviewing this podcast on iTunes is very, very helpful to us. Yeah. And you can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. All things you can do as a free American. But the biggest thing I wanted to plug tonight, if we may get a little bit serious, uh, Zach and I are fans of the podcast The Flophouse. Yeah. Uh, it's probably my favorite podcast. And we're part of the Facebook group. And Shannon Camp, who co-hosts... Stage of Fools with Zach. Yeah. Uh, is spearheading an effort right now to raise money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Correct. Yes. Um, a goal of 10,000. Every donation is matched. So if dollar you donate, for dollar. yeah, you will effectively be donating twice as much. And if you are a fan of the Flophouse podcast, uh, a podcast about bad movies, a podcast about bad movies, every, person who donates will be entered into a raffle and the winner will get to pick a movie that the hosts of that show have to watch for an episode so uh, that is also a little prize you can win uh we'll have a link in the show notes and Uh, probably on our facebook page i imagine yeah uh i'll link all that and we'll be pushing it this week Mm -hmm. uh it's a really Uh, great cause there's a lot of people sorry uh if you're listening to this a little late uh, that is going to be open until March the 18th. It's a really great cause. Uh, a lot of people listening to this are from the Denver comedy scene. And regardless, wherever you're listening, you probably know someone who has struggled with this issue or has been touched by this issue. So please, even if it's just a little, please give and mm-hmm. raise your voice for this issue. In terms of other things to plug, Jose, February 24th, you're going to be at Jagged Mountain Brewery. Yes. And then the 27th, you're going to be doing the Funky Brunch at yeah, Grandma's yeah. House, which is a great show hosted by the fabulous Mara Wiles. Uh, Zach, as I mentioned before, you co-host Stage of Fools podcast with Shannon Camp. Correct. Which I guested on a few weeks ago. It's been a great podcast. Yes, every Sunday. And uh, as for me, last couple of weeks, you heard me mention uh, the stand-up showdown at the Denver Improv. Uh, I advanced to the second round of that, which will be sometime in April. Uh, I'll have more details on that as mm-hmm. I know them. But I think that does it for tonight's episode. Jose, thank you for joining us. Thanks yeah. for being our Thor guest. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the board. <laughs>
the, t- the pun temperature is rising uh, against our will. You you almost said that with a look in your face like, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to. That's how I feel about almost everything I say in my life. <laughs> oh. uh, also, Zach, by the way, happy belated birthday on uh, air. Thanks. And before I forget, I mentioned the Flophouse group earlier. A member of that group, Josh Hollis, did our artwork for this podcast. Yeah. I wanted to... Right. Remember to thank him more often because it's fabulous and he did it for free and he's wonderful. So thank you, Josh Hollis. Yep. For everyone here at The Revisionist and everyone involved, I'm Brian Flynn. I am Zach Powers. Me too. I mean, I'm Jose. <laughs> oh my God. You're, oh, there's Brian, a you have timeline. to shoot one of us. <laughs> oh no. I don't own a God. I don't believe in them. Oh God. Good night, everyone. <laughs>